Welcome to the She Finds Joy podcast, where I teach you how to step into the arena of bigness, all the while creating more joy along the way. That's right. We are capable of reclaiming our power, our purpose, our boldness and bravery, and putting our bigness into the world. I'm Kim Strobel, your truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach, who believes in giving you the tools to create a life you really love. After all, when we're playing in our arenas of bigness, life gets better as we get bolder. So buckle up for the no BS, zero fluff advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. Hello, my friends. I wanted to do a podcast that is very current to the situation that we're currently in. And I know it's a really strange time for all of us. We are dealing with this corona pandemic. Uh, There's a lot of pandemonium and fear out there right now. And so it just feels a little weird and a little surreal. And I have to tell you that while this is affecting all of us in a really big way, I think there's something to be said for kind of coming out of our hiding, coming out of some darkness, and we're being forced a little bit to do this, right? And it's, it's unfortunate that it's through a virus and that the virus is making people ill and some people are dying from it. And I'm not negating that fact that this is a tremendously difficult thing. But if we step back and can also see maybe some of the hidden gifts that are coming out of this, such as being able to get a little bit off of the hamster wheel of life, um, being able to maybe come back to ourselves a little bit and really reevaluate what's important to us. Who do we want to be? Um, How do we want to navigate this thing called life going forward? And I know that all of us kind of fall at different spots. I like to use the 10-point scale, and I've been showing up in the She Finds Joy Facebook group and doing some trainings for all of us, and I use a scale of 1 to 10, and sometimes I ask people, like, are you a 10, which is where you're panic-driven, right? The 10s are people who are really anxiety-ridden right now over this, um, who it's kind of absorbing all of their waking thoughts. Um, They might be the ones running to the Walmarts and the Targets and hoarding the toilet paper. And then others of us, the other end of the scale would be like a one, right? When these people are um, maybe a little too calm or maybe not taking it seriously enough. Um, And then a five is like in the middle, you know, you're aware of what's happening. You understand the implications and the precautions that one needs to take, um, but you're also not uh, catastrophizing about it or in extreme fear about it. And so for me personally, it's kind of interesting because as I was navigating uh, what, what has transpired in the last couple of weeks, um, as y'all know, I, I have an anxiety disorder and my husband is very laid back and very calm, but I was really watching the way both of us were dealing with this. And in fact, I was I was probably at like a maybe a, a one or a two on the scale of one to 10. Um, I was incredibly calm. 
uh, early when it started happening, I kind of had that attitude like, look, this is just a flu. It's a strain of the flu. More than 10,000 people die from the flu every year. Uh, people are being overly dramatic. And now I would say I'm more around a level five. Uh, but what's interesting is my husband, who's normally the really calm one, I think he's at, you know, maybe a level eight or so. Um, and my friend Mari sent me uh, a, a message from England, and she was telling me about this artist in New York who has an anxiety disorder. And it was really interesting because one of the things that he was saying is that he started to research the last couple of weeks, and he found that people with anxiety disorders were actually incredibly calm during this pandemic that's going on. Um, his name is John Ronson. He's an English artist based in upstate New York, and he posts a lot about uh, anxiety. And he was saying that he's found that those with anxiety disorders are kind of weirdly calm because they have catastrophicized in their heads for so long that they now have a Darwinian advantage. And so catastrophicizing is when you repeatedly think fearful thoughts or the worst case scenario thoughts. And so it was interesting for me since I have an anxiety disorder that I'm kind of navigating this pretty calmly um, compared to maybe my husband, who's normally the calm one. And it's almost like my brain is so used to jumping to the worst possible scenario that it's developed uh, a lot of resistance and <laughs> can handle something like this. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, I'm dealing with some fears too. You know, I do a lot of public speaking engagements and some of those have been canceled. Some of them have been moved. Some of them have been um, moved to a virtual conference. And then our son, who's a freshman at IU, of course, he's been sent home, which I will tell you as a mama, um, I am liking that I get this time with him. And so, you know, we're definitely making adjustments in our household. Um, we sat down and had to review our finances because, of course, my job has been greatly impacted by this right now. And um, so we're doing things. We're making adjustments like I kind of looked and said, oh, okay, I have Hulu and I have Stars, and I have Netflix and I have Amazon Prime. Like, do I really need all of those? And so we, I got rid of my Hulu. I got rid of my Stars um, to save a little bit of money. I have to laugh because as I was going through and I was getting rid of like Spotify because I, I have Amazon Music. And my husband and I were kind of just reviewing the budget and looking over like, what are some ways that maybe we've been spending a little lavishly that we need to scale back? And we, of course, talked to our son about it as well. Like, hey, you're not probably going to go through the McDonald's drive through line every day. Um, we're going to do our due diligence. And that's not a bad thing um, to maybe take on a little bit of a minimalist uh, idea around our finances for the time being. And... I had to laugh because I'm also giving up my weekly massage and I went through all of the things I was going to give up and then it was my husband's turn and he, he's like, well, um, I can get rid of like our hundred and some dollar cable because there's not going to be any basketball games any on anyway. And I was like, wow. Cause like TV is definitely my husband's thing. And he's like, I'll just watch some of those shows on the Netflix app. And so I was like, wow, that's incredible. And then the next day he comes in the kitchen and I can tell he's already resisting. He's like, you know, I just, I just don't really know if, if I can do that. Like 
I mean, I do enjoy watching some of these shows that are just on cable and he kept coming up for all of these reasons. So uh, bottom line is we're 10 days in and he is yet to give up his hundred and some dollar cable. Whereas I was like, okay, I'm going to give up my Spotify, my Hulu, my stars and some of those. But I will also tell you, oh, and I gave up my, my Friday massage for now. I will also tell you that I have a lot more high maintenance things probably in my life than my dear husband does. He doesn't really want for much. So I will definitely give him that. Today's episode is brought to you by me and my She Finds Joy course. That's my 90-day guided journey that unleashes your happiness and helps you fully step in to your power as a woman so that you can begin to make big things happen. I know that each and every one of us is capable of stepping into the arena of bigness. We are capable of reclaiming our power, our purpose, our boldness, our bravery, and our bigness in this world. And I'm here to help you do just that. You can sign up for the wait list and be the first to know at kimstrobel.com forward slash she dash finds dash joy dash wait list. Again, that's kimstrobel.com forward slash she dash finds dash joy dash wait list. But going back to the havoc that this is causing and the fear that some of us are really dealing with. I just want to say that we have to be really careful of monitoring our thoughts. We definitely um, want to know what's going on. We want to be taking precautionary measures, but it's really, really easy for people to adapt a scarcity mindset, okay, or a fear-based mindset. And I know for myself, even knowing that school contracts are changing, that normally in the months of March, in April, I fill up my summer calendar with all my presentations. It's, um, you know, 80% of my income comes from speaking engagements. And yes, my, my brain has been a little worried, like, am I going to get the August keynotes? And how much is this going to affect our, our financial situation right now? I am definitely having some of those thoughts. But because I'm really aware of fear-based scarcity mindset, which is, Things are going downhill quickly. There's never going to be enough. This is all the bad stuff that's going to happen versus the abundant mindset, which is, yeah, clearly some things are happening and we need to do things like look at our finances for now and have some conversations around this. But really for me, I'm working on operating in that abundant mindset, knowing that this too shall pass, knowing and understanding that my business is not going to fall to the ground. I'm still going to have speaking engagements. And then not only that, but how do we pivot? How do we get creative and come up with some creative solutions? And so for me, I really had to sit with what was going on for about seven to 10 days. I am in some mastermind coaching programs and it was good advice that we were being told, which is, you know, you really need to keep showing up for your people. You know, don't use this as a reason to check out of life. Keep showing up, keep doing your thing. And I did feel some pressure to do that, but I couldn't make myself do it. And, you know, I'm usually a fast actor. I, one of my top core five strengths is I'm an activator, which means like I get shit done and I take action. But I have also really been working for the last year on creating some space in my life 
and surrendering a little bit, using the art of allowing, allowing things to be however they are and to not immediately go into catastrophizing a situation or down the road of the fear-based scarcity mindset. And so I really sat for about 10 days figuring out what did I want to do and how do I want to show up for myself and my people? And after about 10 days, I got really clear in my struggle education business started to do a big pivot. And so I've spent the last week or so in my recording studio. We're taking all of our, or we're taking five of our top five workshops and we're turning them into virtual workshops. So we're taking trauma-informed schools, growth mindset, genius hour, standards-based grading, and my teacher's happiness course. And we're making them all virtual. Because we know that schools are going to be interested still in getting professional development for their teachers like they always have. And I've had principals and superintendents reaching out to me saying, hey, what do you have that maybe my teachers could have some professional development these last couple of months as we're making this transition? And so the point of my story is instead of being an overreactor and going crazy with my fear-based thoughts, I have been really monitoring my thoughts because whatever you think about, is whatever you get more of. And if a human being is having, having about 80,000 thoughts a day, 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day, and we know for the average human being that 80% of those thoughts are wired to be negative, then you're just going to get more of that negativity in your life. And so what we want you to do is to be aware of your thoughts and then choose a better feeling thought when you feel yourself going down that road. And so I wanna give you some tips for allowing yourself the space and the grace that you need during this time. But I also wanna give you some coping strategies so that you can maintain a healthy perspective. And one of the things I can tell you that's not gonna help you is to watch loads and loads and loads of news. That is never gonna help you, even if we weren't in a corona pandemic right now, you really do need to limit the amount of news because let's be honest, news is mostly negative. And so you wanna stay informed, but whenever you have all that negativity coming at you all of the time, your brain is automatically probably gonna go into an anxious state. So for me recently, my, my husband's been watching a lot of the coronavirus. And so he usually has the regular TV on in the family room. And then I usually plop down on the couch with my iPad and I watch something on one of my um, Netflix apps. But because he's had the news on and it just draws you in so quickly, I found myself last week, you know, I had sat down and watched like 45 minutes. And here I had been pretty calm about the whole situation. And by the time 45 minutes was over, I was having anxiety about like the economy and what was really going to happen and were we going to survive. And before I knew it, I was going down that whole fear-based scarcity mindset. And so again, I just had to tell myself, look, the news has done that to me and let me get myself centered and let me be real with what really is going on, but let me not, not let my anxious thoughts run away with me. And so for me, I'm really limiting my news intake. I am waking up each morning and still doing my gratitude list. For example, when I um, was told by one of my speaking engagements that they were canceling, you know, and for me, that was $7,900 out the door. Um, I'm not going to lie. I got anxious. I got upset. I got worried. And then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the number one way I can turn this worry 
into appreciation. And so I sat down with my gratitude journal and I did 10 affirmations around what am I grateful for when it comes to my speaking engagement. So you see, you have to flip the script. You have to catch yourself going down that road and you will go down that road, but you have to become aware and then you have to flip the script. And let me tell you, gratitude is a wonderful way to flip the script. And so I wrote down 10 things that I'm really thankful for when it comes to my speaking engagement business. I am still writing my affirmations every day. I have incorporated my uh, meditation back into my morning routine. And so we do need to have these things going in the background of our life because what they do is they help us have a healthy perspective for what's going on and how we're all dealing with it. And what we know, again, is when you get your brain at positive, you're able to start to see creative solutions to problems you didn't previously think you could see. So for me, giving myself that seven or 10 days where I really didn't feel very motivated, I really wasn't showing up for my people in my She Finds Joy Facebook group. I wasn't going on there and doing lives. I mean, I was still posting my content, but I was kind of removed. I wasn't doing a lot in my business, but I gave myself that time to really surrender to what was happening, to find my grace within it. And then when I was ready to reemerge, all of a sudden I knew exactly what I was going to do. I knew that we were going to take our education courses and turn them into virtual workshops. I knew that we were eventually going to promote them to schools, districts, principals, and so forth. I also knew that we were going to take my happiness course and make it virtual so that we could teach people self-care strategies and happiness habits for their life and really how to maintain some peace in their life. And so we started to really build momentum, but it was because I got my brain at positive that I was able to do that. And then my team, right? We maintained that positivity within my team. And before I knew it, my whole team was coming to me with ideas for how we could get our word out there, how we could market this, how we could get our news, um, we could get our name out there as being a, a provider of virtual workshops. And it really has all started to come together. And so we can pivot in our life, folks. We really can. If we take care of our mental and emotional needs, that's when solutions cry out. When we are able to look amongst the darkness and sometimes see the hidden gifts that are right there available for us as well. And one of the hidden gifts is we're able to connect with our family. We have more time at home with them right now. I see families who are playing board games and going on walks and going on hikes because even though this pandemic is stressful and terrible and is really affecting so many people's lives. And it is small businesses. Oh my goodness. I mean, we are feeling the effects of that. But if we're able to acknowledge the hurt and the pain and the suffering, but also be able to acknowledge and see the hidden gifts and the hidden messages, then we're able to really transition over to that abundant mindset. And our brain continues to get trained to really see all that is right with our world instead of all that is wrong. And perhaps this will be a catalyst for our communities and our countries to take steps to make things better as a result of this trauma and suffering that people are going through. And so my wish for you is to do this. Monitor your thoughts. 
Choose abundant-based mindset thoughts whenever you can. Continue with your gratitude journals. Continue with your affirmations. And use this time to kind of get off the hamster wheel of life and to step back into your body and into who you want to be and how you want to show up. We did it. Thank you so much for listening in on the She Finds Joy podcast today. I'm honored to share this space with you, and I hope you keep showing up as the real you in this world. As always, this conversation will be continued in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy to connect with other joy seekers just like you. 